She's Rachel Casey. She's Maddie Weiner. And we're the smartest smartest people in the room. We have a lot of opinions on film. And we just can't shut up about it. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) (laughs) This is a podcast where we shoot the shit. Just like Robert Richardson shot Shutter Island and Hugo with Eat, Pray, Love right in between. This week we're discussing Matt Damon, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Firemen, but was afraid. So stay tuned. This may be a bit of a low energy episode. I'm short. Sorry, friends. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry we've been gone. We're just messes and too busy. Welcome Ex- back. We have we have a We have actually watched movies. Just not a lot. Well, at least I haven't watched a lot. I have I mean but I have I've watched been, some. I've been watching old stuff. I, yeah, same. I haven't nothing, watched There's nothing new. Not watch. that much. I watched Air <clears throat> when it was in theaters. And fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. That's the thing. Everything is like fine. It's mid. It's like you know, I've you know people are talking about the this new trend of like these corporate movies, like the story of the the, the the Air Jordans, the story of the BlackBerry, the story of, and it's like yeah, I'm not particularly interested. I thought the BlackBerry movie was a little bit more uh, critical, or supposed to be critical. It may be critical, but it's like it's still about that. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree. Know? It's not even, they're not even really character studies in the way that, like, Wolf of Wall Street or something is. It's yeah. really about this product. And I'm like, I don't care, man. I don't yeah, the care. thing about Air was, like, yeah, I don't know. I have a, I have a few, I have a few main thoughts. My, I mean, mainly it was, like, the shtick was kind of interesting in the beginning. Oh, you know, very, very sportsy, very mm-hmm. uh, journalisty type Aaron Sorkin type deals. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk on the phone a lot. And we're gonna talk really fast on the phone, and we're gonna get the deal done. Mm-hmm. And that's I thought the movie was good. It's literally the whole movie. Yeah, it's just I'm talking on the phone basically. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> it it makes it seem like a pandemic movie, and it's like it kind of does, and it doesn't really it doesn't have Michael Jordan in it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily would have added anything to the film, but um. And rightly so, because, you know, I saw the articles about basically, like, they didn't want to put him or his likeness in it really if he didn't approve, which mm-hmm. he didn't, um, whatever. But, yeah, and then at the end of the year, like, okay, we just kind of dragged on for a while. Mm-hmm. And then also, I don't know, like, when we watched The Departed, I was like, Matt Damon, I honestly am like, the last great performance Matt Damon gave was in The Martian. Yeah. That's I really think that because th- ever since then he's kind of just been playing the same mm-hmm. guy. Even in the uh the last duel which I loved, I thought he was the weakest performer in the last yeah. duel. Yeah. Because he was playing essentially the same like honestly, the guy the guy in Air and the guy in the last duel, they're basically the same really? guy. Like <laughs> Speaking of another movie with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. <laughs> Ben Affleck, great in the last duel. Yes, and also also much better than Matt Damon in Air. I honestly wanted Ben Affleck to get a supporting nom. Yeah, because he was yeah he was great, and he's also very good in Air. I think. Um, it I'm, also has that. It also has that. Excuse me. That air of um, <laughs> of uh, I don't know. Period movies where it's like you know, bad fucking wigs. These wigs are bad. Yeah. The fits, it all just, it doesn't look real enough. You know, there's a difference between, like, air and then, like, these are not the same time period, so I'm not really, I'm, we're comparing apples to oranges here, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm thinking of more modern 
period costume design. So like, you know, we're not, I'm not talking, we're not talking. Yeah. Like 20th like, century. Yeah. Or like basically like, you know, eighties onward essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Hustlers 2019. Excellent. Aaron Brockovich, incredible costume design, like, you know, modern costume mm-hmm. design. But like, this is, you look at this and you think in five years when someone watches this, they're gonna be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, what is this cost? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. It's no money ball. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. Um, you meant, think, thinking of Matt Damon, when we were watching The Departed, I, which we watched recently for the first time. It was my first time. Anyway. My first time watching it. Yeah. Um, I really think that Matt Damon does best when he is playing a big phony. Yeah. You I know? don't yeah, I don't disagree and that's why I'm like his last good performance was the Mar- he wasn't a phony in the Martian, but like in the Martian he de- he got to be, you know, kind of like the big like smart heroic guy mm-hmm. and I think he does well at that, but I feel like these roles more recently have been like way too like uh pedantic. Um yeah. like they're really just like I'm like, I'm the everyman guy. I'm just, I'm yeah, just, you're not, Matt. I'm just, I'm you're just not. the little, I'm just the little guy. And like, you know, like in the last, you know, I, those are the most two I can no, think I, of as I, air in the last in duel the Departed, that I've seen him in. Well, but. I mean, the fucking, like, there's that one movie where he's the environmentalist or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? The environmentalist? Oh, he's like. Downsizing? No. <laughs> but that's pedantic, right? Yeah. Um, also bad. It's also yeah. very bad. <laughs> but like, hold on, clear filters. Almost certainly Alexander Payne's worst movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, hold on. Oh, why isn't this working? Okay, like, um, I I have not seen a lot of Matt Damon's movies, so like I can't super speak to his range. But the times that I've seen him. And not been like. Th- here's the thing. Here's how I feel about Matt Damon. I find him annoying. Yes. So when his character is annoying, I'm like, yes, like I'm loving this performance. Right. Right. You're like, it makes sense. Yeah. In The Departed, he's you literally are like, fucking, I hate you. Like I hate this fucking yeah. guy. Yeah. And in the other great performance that I'm t- thinking of, which is the talented Mr. Ripley. He's right. Such a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like relate to him, but he's also so conniving and just a little worm, and you're like just a little gay worm and it's like buddy yeah like tom get it together <laughs> <laughs> like and it's great you love it like i love the talented mr ripley um that's how i feel about matt damon agreed um update for everyone the departed is good it's a good movie <laughs> it's quite good it's so funny that he, that's the one he's the won for, right, Marty? Yeah. And he's like, really? That one? <laughs> he's like, I'm so violent. Like, okay. <laughs> it's true. It is very violent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, no. Do you love a movie like that, though, where everybody's fucking dead at the end? It is It is kind of fun. I love it when everybody dies at the end. Mm-hmm. I, so the last time we recorded... That's why uh, Rogue One is the best new Star Wars because everybody's dead at the mm-hmm. end. <laughs> I, it, it, you're right. No, it is. It also is just like really. It also is just well made. Yeah, yeah, it's just well made. Yeah, I mean Tony Gilroy did a good job on that one. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to see. Like, I remember when we last recorded. Had I watched Terminator? <laughs> we didn't talk about it. I did watch Terminator for the first time. I have never seen it either. You know what? Kind of rules. 
That's what I've heard. Um, <laughs> Gotta be honest, that one's uh, all killer, no filler. <laughs> now you can watch T2. I can't. be even better. I can't, sorry. Yeah. Um, However, I did see that... Uh, <laughs> Good girl. You want some pets? <laughs> you want... Yeah, you want pets. Okay, I'll come pet you. Well, um, I did see recently, uh, did you see the, uh, I think, yeah, it was, uh, Schwarzenegger was talking about a Terminator Dark Fate. Did you see the quote from no. it? He said, he said, like, he'll never do another Terminator movie in Dark, and he said, Dark, Dark Fate was poorly written. <laughs> <laughs> At least he knows. <laughs> um, have I seen anything new? Oh, Bo's Afraid. I saw Bo's Afraid. That's right. Uh, Banger. I also saw, saw Hilma, which is about Hilma Afklint, and is new. Um, not amazing, but that's okay. But everything else I've seen is old, but, you know. There just hasn't really been anything that I've, like, wanted to see. Showing up's not coming here. Yeah. Um, it only went to Cincinnati, so. It'll come to streaming. We'll it'll come to streaming. It'll be fine, but be it's fine. just like, yeah. And I, and I, you know... I, in looking back, I, I at my letterboxed, I saw that we watched First Cow on streaming, and I was like, it must not have come here either. Well, it was the pandemic. It was that's right. It was a that's it was right. the pandemic. Right. Yeah, First yeah. Cow was like it was it was like one of the first movies released honestly mm-hmm. on streaming, like after the initial wave right. of the pandemic, and that's honestly probably why it got so much traction. Um, yeah, because poor Kelly, she just doesn't get a lot of traction, and no. that's okay. No, it's. Not her. It's not like, problem. I mean, it's, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I meant it like that. Like, you it's know, it's not I mean. a reflection. It's correct. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. an insult yeah, yeah. to her. She knows. She needs better distribution. Yeah. She, well, her her work is not for everybody. It's yeah. So, it's definitely not. It's slow cinema, and a lot of people just don't like that. Yeah. Uh, don't <clears> understand it myself. I love me some slow cinema, but uh, you know, I takes mean, all kinds. give me some contemplation. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just let me stare at a screen. Just let me see Lily Gladstone's. <laughs> face driving love it and i'm happy lily gladstone let's get into it <laughs> let's get into <laughs> it actually okay killers of the flower moon trailer just dropped a couple days ago okay i, did, I didn't watch it you don't, oh, no i saw it i've been so busy you don't time know for live watching a trailer on <laughs> smartest people you like, guys love it when we do this i think the last one we watched was the uncharted movie <laughs> we've watched one since then i'm pretty I sure think you're but right, yeah. yes that that is the the classic um okay let me find it Killers. I think you made me watch some other bad. Yeah, I think I did too. Maybe the whale or something. I don't know. <clears throat> I can't remember. Can you find the wolves in this picture? Oh, my boy Jesse's gonna kill it. Oh, <laughs> like I'm literally Jesse, Lily. We're getting it all. We're getting it all. <laughs> I'm so excited! Like, I'm so excited. I have been, oh, I have been reading a lot of interviews though. Very interesting stuff. Did you yes. see about how both Lily and Leo learned uh, Osage? No, I, I, did you For read her movie? interview? Yeah, I read. The I haven't read her. hers yet. It was good. Um, interesting about mm-hmm. how she it was like literally like literally about to pay for a class to switch careers like she like was getting her credit card out to pay for a class on data analytics how old is this bitch and uh she got an email uh asking requesting a zoom interview with marty like like while she was about to pay for the class isn't that crazy that is crazy 
serendipity. It is serendipity. It is... Yeah. Well, I mean, she's destined for greatness. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, um, she's gonna... That Oscar's coming, baby. I have been. <laughs> I just want to say, I've been standing Lily Gladstone for seven years. So... I'm with you. Lily. Not seven. Not seven, but five. <laughs> but five. Lily. Um, when I Once I saw certain women for the first time, I was like, here we that go. That one did come to theaters here. But... The theatrical market has changed a lot since 2016. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember seeing that that one in theaters. Um, someday, maybe I'll work with her. That's the, She's know, great. the dream. <clears throat> her face is just so... It's exactly right. Like, in certain women, what she does in the silences is, <sighs> like, more powerful almost than the word like when she speaks it's really incredible the way that she is like everything that she does is so like held in and it's and it but she like lets leaks it out a little bit like yeah. when she's like saying it says to Kristen Stewart like I just di didn't want to know if I'd ever see you again or whatever and the yeah. way she says it you're like she can barely say this yeah oh she's so good she's so good they're all so good in that movie I rewatched it again like not that long ago and I was like this is some of the best acting I've ever seen in this film yeah like it's so, so it's so good <laughs> it's so good everybody in it it's really like god it's so good, what but, a good what's movie. his name um from mad men uh lane oh yeah um oh yeah and uh he was in chernobyl yeah what's yeah. his name um, i can't remember his name like he's you know that guy that guy <laughs> i love him lane price um yeah so so excited for killers and also I think like mirrors tonight right yeah it might it might be tonight yeah it's friday so it probably probably was mm -hmm. well it's probably i looked at the schedule but i can't already happened maybe considering well, the time it's difference. three hours long though so true uh tomorrow tomorrow okay tomorrow night saturday yeah yeah um oh to be at con mm. someday Someday. We submitted Blanche to Con and we did not get in. Shocker. <laughs> but you know what? It's free to submit to Con, so why right. not? Everybody should do it. I did see an article about this woman who apparently has made a, made a crazy short um, that people are like, whoa, never seen anything like this before. Or like, uh, haven't seen anything like this in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I saw that she was a comic book artist. The power. Also. That has. <laughs> what was I just watching where they're talking about shooting it like a comic book it wasn't the departed was it a brian de palma movie i've seen you've been into the de palmas lately yes i have um with the erotic thrillers that have been on criterion gotcha um you know body double and phantom of the paradise are the two that i've watched phantom of the paradise slaps yeah um and is crazy and the crazy thing about Phantom of the Paradise, I talked about this in my newsletter, is that it's got a lot in common with Rocky Horror. Mm. It's really like one of those things where like two things will come out at the same time that are really similar. similar and it's like, yeah. just like, it's literally like the definition of like the zeitgeist. Like the right. artists were just like tapping into the same thing at the same time. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, there's like really, really weirdly similar scenes in both mm. of them. But yeah, they the same year that they like made Phantom of the Paradise, the Rocky Horror Show came out. Oh, okay. So and then the Rocky Horror Picture Show came out after that. But like it was the play first. The play first came out. Interesting. Um, yeah, very, very odd. Yeah, uh, coincidences. But but yeah, what have I been watching? I've been watching Joanna Hogg, Terrence Davies. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of s- really disparate stuff lately. Same. I watched The Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. <laughs> so I did watch two Scorsese movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I was catching up on some I hadn't seen. Uh, Leo. The man is very talented. The man is really fucking good. I mean, you know, uh, for, a, for a filmography as large as his and as varied as his... Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that many misses. I gotta be honest. Like even when he, even when it's he's, true. and he, even when he's not like top of game, you're still like pretty good. Yeah. And when he's when he's when he's very good, he is very fucking good. Yes. Like, and he is very fucking good you in know, Wolf of Wall Street. I think that, and he was very good in The <clears throat> Departed. I think that he just, you know, if you give him good material, he will just destroy. Yeah. And it's the times when he's done stuff where the material wasn't all that great, where you go, well, you know, it's all right. It's fine. It's still him. But it's like... And you can also understand, like, even Leo makes movies for money. Yes. You know, like, and there's always got to be the times where he's, like, more invested. Mm -hmm. An actor of that stature who works that often and has the ability to basically work with whoever he wants. Right. You have to imagine that there are times when he is more invested than others. Yes. In in the work. Yes. Um, I just remember Romeo and Juliet and being like, I defy you! Oh my god. So good. So good. So good. I love that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> we should just watch that movie. No. Yeah. Um, um, but also, like, I always think about one of the reasons I actually really like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is because of his performance. And mm-hmm. what's, like, it's it's so, he's so good, good in it. In yeah. He's so good yeah. in that movie. Yeah. The Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. It's definitely not my, like, favorite Tarantino. It's got really, really great parts. It's got parts that are like, this is making it just really long. Yeah. I hate the ending, as we know. Yeah, I also hate the ending. Um, I actually think it is one of his better, if not best... Like, I don't think it's his best film, but I think it's, like, top three films until the end. <laughs> and then the yeah, end yeah. kind of knocks it down it really a, few, a few rungs. But to yeah, Leo and Margot, but, and, and uh, Brad, of course. Yeah, but, I mean, they're all great. Yeah, but, but really, to me, Leo and Margot, you're yeah. like, wow. Um... So, yeah. Anyways, Leo's great, though, you know, because I'm like, he's going to kill. Yes. When he works with Marty, he kills. I know. (laughs) And I love that it's like De Niro and Leo and Marty all together. You know. I love it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And I I did. I read the interview with Marty that went viral or whatever for the for the end I didn't see. I, I'm sorry. I've been severely off. You didn't see off. it went this viral interview. I've been severely off. No, it's fine. But it's um, it went very viral because the end of the interview, they were like, basically asking like what it's like to be working at like 80 years old, and he's like, Oh no, I did see yeah. that at the yeah yeah, yeah yeah. Okay, I did. Which yeah. chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. But the whole interview was really good, and he talked about working on the script, and I re- I thought this was really like, just interesting and like emblematic of of him and and what he you know 
makes art about, but he was talking about how the original script was a lot more about the FBI stuff. And that's why Leonardo DiCaprio was going to have the Jesse Plemons role initially, because that was going to be a lead role. But as they were going over the script, he was like, he was basically like, what the fuck are we doing? There are a million TV shows that you can watch right now that are this. Why are we doing this? Yeah. And they were like, I don't know. So he was like, what, what do we want this movie to be about? And then in like doing the research and like talking to people about it, like people really people because there's like people who are like alive still from that yeah. like one Osage of the people one of the uh, i saw in the lily gladstone interview because obviously a part of it was talking about like the you said she's a native actor talking mm-hmm. about native peoples um and it said that there is a guy who in the movie plays his own grandfather wow basically that's that's that so was cool. a part of the osage nation yeah. during he was like an osage leader during this time that's that's very Isn't that cool. crazy oh that's crazy. so crazy <laughs> um and that just you know is really like a green flag that like they really worked with the it said Osage. it said that like i don't know how much this since this was just with Lil, the interview was just with lily i don't know if, like mm-hmm. but how much marty did i'm sure he also did but mm-hmm. it they said that um lily and leo like really mm-hmm. they like they entered like they interviewed a ton of like yeah people and they were like t- they would like talk to them throughout production to be like yeah you know what's your opinion on on mm-hmm. this scene or on like what we're doing here mm-hmm. so and then obviously they had a lot of native actors be part of the movie right right but um he basically was saying that they had talked to somebody i think who like knew the main characters or whatever and this person be- or, or read an interview or something and this person really was like they really loved each other they really loved each other and that was when he was like that's what it'll be about what? that's what like because, I mean, I guess I don't know the full, full story and we don't have to spoil it because yeah. we don't want to spoil a, a well, we'll movie spoil that's a not out. We'll just put but, a little asterisk um, on the thing. But, I mean, it just it just says betrayal. So, I assume mm-hmm. that he betrays her in some way, shape, or form. Maybe mm-hmm. even if it is accidental, it could be accidental. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she was saying in the interview, like, that she told Leo, like, I have to believe that you love me. Like, mm-hmm. she was like, she was like, otherwise this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like... And she was like, I really do think that he loved her, like, mm-hmm. and that they were in love. Yeah. And I don't know how the betrayal happens, so. Well, basically, Marty was, like, the the crux of it for him, which I think is, like, in a lot of his work, is, like, what would drive a person to betray someone that they genuinely love? Yeah. And in this case... It's going to be greed. Yeah. Money. Money. Uh, And he's like, what does that do to people? Like, what does money and greed do to people? Like, that's... Which is in a lot of his movies. It is. That idea. It's like greed versus love is a big thing for him. You know a choice that I really liked in The Wolf of Wall Street? I guess we could just have this episode be about Martin. I'm always (laughs) down for that. Yeah. Um, That I noticed that I thought was super interesting was, in the beginning, Jordan Belfort is a... um, faceless narrator mm-hmm. and he's uh you know narrating from the f- the future basically mm-hmm. but even before you get to the future from where he's narrating from as the jordan belfort character like uh as his ego grows mm-hmm. and as his just entire like persona grows to this outsized being mm-hmm the narration switches and he starts to just break the fourth wall and talk directly to you. Oh, that's very interesting. And I, I was like, what an interesting yeah. choice. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. like, um, 
Because when it switched, I was like, oh, he's, like, talking directly to us now. I was like, that's weird, because in the beginning, he was just narrating, like... Right. Without a face. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's such an interesting choice. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, he goes back to narrating... Um, mm. Without a face. Yeah. How, whatever, what's the real term for that? Objectively? I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know what you... You know, like, they're narrating off-screen, basically. Like it's, Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're narrating... Um, but they're not. Yeah, almost like an speaking. omniscient. Yeah, an omniscient narrator. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. what we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is interesting. I need to watch that again. I only saw it the one time at the Floyd. I had never seen it because <clears throat> it was so long when it came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, I and I gotta be honest, it probably is a little bloated. Yeah, yeah. Could probably cut like 10, 15, 20. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, really, really good. Um, I, I also that makes me think of in. I think maybe the same interview with him. He was basically like, like begging people to come see killers of the flower in the theater. But he was basically like, he was like putting forward this idea to the reader. Like maybe you should try, just try seeing a long movie in theaters because it might really reward you and you might really get something out of it. And I'm like, it's so true. I feel like when I was younger, there's so many movies that I watch now that when I was younger, I just like didn't get. Yeah. It's like so like 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 that. Like Wolf of Wall Street. I'm trying to think of another example that's like more where I saw it when I was younger and I was like, this is good. Then I saw it when I was an adult and I was like, Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I see now. <laughs> <laughs> like just like being able to have patience with something and not be like, I don't understand it. Or whatever. I can't think of an example though. People don't like the idea of having to work for something and then it be more rewarding that way (laughs) it's so fucking true like uh, art asking something of you yeah oh my god it's like anathema somebody not just delivering you the message on a silver platter disgusting (laughs) i could never just horrific um Although that's not entirely... I mean, like, if I watch something old where it does that, I'm like, okay, it was a different time. Different time. Like, when we watched Night of the Hunter yesterday, you know, she basically gives the moral of the story at the end. Yeah. And I cry, you know, (laughs) because it is, like, so corny and it really plays on your emotions and I'm a complete sap. Yeah. But that's from the 50s. You can't really be, like... It's a Even then, that movie does ask a lot of you. Yeah. Besides that, of, like... Oh shit! Like yeah, just yeah. Um, you know what movie doesn't tell you anything, and that I also watched for the first time. Far from heaven. No, heaven, heaven. I did watch Far from Heaven. All the heaven allows. Mm, heaven, heaven, heaven. <laughs> Oh, Days of Heaven. Days of Heaven. Yes. Because I watched Far From Heaven and Days of Heaven. And then I also want to watch uh, At Heaven's Gate. Yes. Yes, <laughs> so yes, yes, yes. I've been thinking a lot about Heaven. Yes. But yes. Uh, no, I was just... Haven't we all? Days of Heaven. Yes. Here, let's take a break and then we could talk about Days of Heaven. I watched Far From Heaven with my... Just did you, this, did you really just watch Far From Heaven? I watched it with my grandparents like like two months ago i didn't know that yeah what'd you think of it it's good it's good it's good i mean it's it's very much like doing something yeah yeah it definitely and is. for some people it like doesn't yeah work but those people don't like melodramas anyway so yeah. whatever 
Um, you know, I'm not opposed to melodrama. Yeah, I love it. And of course, I it's like, it's why my grandparents like it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're all about that shit. Mm-hmm. But like, excuse me, I'm burping. Um, hi, hi, little baby. You want to be on a microphone? She's like, why are you guys sitting down here? She's like, can you stop? <laughs> um, Could you stop? Just the that movie really just gets me. Like I just cry and cry and cry when I watch Far From Heaven. It's a good movie. I also cried. You cried? Yeah, when I watched it. Yeah. I've reviewed this film three times. What have I said? Uh, I watched it in May of last year. I guess I was feeling really sad because I said it, I shouldn't have watched it, and I <laughs> cried uh five times. <laughs> uh, and then I said. In 2019, if you don't like melodramas, you're weak. Why to watch? Poignant, sad, and romantic. And in 2017, I said, I'm not crying, you're crying. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Days of Heaven. Days of Heaven. What a film! What a film. What a film. I love Terrence it's, Malick. It's, yes, I love it too. Oh, uh, what, I mean. <sighs> what, what, what a man. What can you say? If your name's Terrence, you make good movies. You make good movies. It's just a fact. If your name's Terrence, you might consider getting into the film industry. You might. <laughs> precedent. There's a precedent for you being good at it. I know. You can join the ranks. Mm-hmm. You can join the ranks of the great Terrence. Yayoi. She's, see, she's eating posters. Why don't you like the Blanche poster? She is, it's just that she can tear it up. Yayoi, everyone. Yayoi hates Blanche. She hates Blanche. She's like tearing up the posters, chewing on the DVD cases. Anyway. Anyways, uh, any other movies you want to talk about? Um, you want to talk about Bo's Afraid? Yeah, I'll talk about Bo's Afraid. Um, but specifically, I'd rather talk about Ari Aster, honestly, because I don't understand what the hell people's problem is. He's just a weird man. Just a weird man. We're just innocent men. We're just normal men, except for he's weird. But, <laughs> like, he's just a weird guy. Like, people he's not. Him. He's not for me. But that's, like, one thing to say. He's not for me. And it's a completely understandable thing to say. Yeah. People fucking hate him. It's crazy to me. Do people hate him because it's cool to hate him? Or do, I guess. Or, I mean, yeah, I don't like, know. Like, or do people hate him because... They must. That must be why. Because, like, I don't think that there's, like, a real... Well, he's just experiencing the... I remember the graph we talked about? The uh, the auteur graph? You're right. He's I just, forgot about that graph. He's just experiencing the the downswing. He is experiencing the downswing. And I feel really bad for him because I know that he is someone who really has a lot of anxiety yeah. about that stuff. And it's probably not helping to have all these people go on the internet and talk about how much they hate you. Um, I hope he igno- is ignoring. I hope, I he, hope he does too. not go on the internet. At the end of the day, Ari, you're the one who's working with Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. not them. Amen. So, and Joaquin is like working with him on the next one too, because he loves him. He's like, loves, yeah. loved working with him, you know, and maybe I am getting a little like, Ari Aster's movies are, like, not my favorite. Like, yeah. they're not. Like, Hereditary was not my favorite because I didn't, for whatever reason, I couldn't get emotionally invested in those characters. I really liked Midsommar, but it also has some weaknesses. You know, it's it's not, like, this, like, genius masterpiece. It's, like, a fun, inventive original horror movie. Folk horror movie, which I love. But I was afraid I really liked a lot, mainly just because it was so fucking ballsy. Um, and just him really just asserting himself as this is what I want to make and fuck you if you get it or I not. I mean, love it. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm not like, he's not my favorite. Like his, like he makes horror movies mostly and, and the directors I really like aren't really, that's not yeah. really what it is. 
Hey, I mean, you know, I'm never going to say no to a director going balls to the fucking yeah, wall. When Damien, yeah. when Damien Chazelle made Babylon, I said, look, buddy, there's a lot of this isn't fucking good, but it's a big fucking swing. I've been like, waiting. I'm waiting, <laughs> waiting, waiting for it to come into the library, but it should come in soon. Then I'm going to watch it. Um, but like, maybe part of it is that I've seen, now that I've seen Bo's Afraid, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker has anxiety. And I relate because he talked, I listened to his interview, his A24 podcast with Joaquin Phoenix. And they talk about that, um, how he had a panic attack on set. Yeah. And I was like, me too. You were like, <laughs> I relate. <laughs> I relate. So I was like, wow. But like, it really made me go like, it made me feel like, wow, even though I do have pretty intense anxiety sometimes, he does too. And, and he's out here having Martin Scorsese say he's one of the most brilliant new voices of world cinema. Yeah. So like, I, there's hope for me yet, you know? Um, and so for people to just be like, he's an edgelord, I'm like, that's, I think that he is maybe a little bit of an edgelord, but I don't think that's his main thing. That's not what he's trying to be. You know, I think maybe when he was younger, he was more interested in being shocking. Right. Exactly. And I think now he's just kind of like, that's just what he knows is to be shocking. But Bo's Afraid, while it is shocking, it's definitely, it's, I really, really feel that it's him being like, like exercising some shit and yeah. being like. I just need to get, I just need to make this movie, you know? And I, there's nothing I respect more. Amen. That's what I'm saying. Then just like doing what you fucking mm-hmm. want. I love, you can cut this if you want. Um, but, uh, I was just talking about this, like with musicians, because I really, really, really like Sturgill Simpson and mm-hmm. Tyler Childers both because they are both just like, do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. They're like, this is the kind of music I want to make. And, like, you know, with Sturgill, he was like, I'm going to make these, like, kind of interesting country albums. And he was like, and then I'm going to make a rock album with an anime movie. Yeah, like, (laughs) do what you want. Like, you're the artist. And then he was, and then after that, he was like, you know what I should do? Bluegrass covers of all of my existing songs. (laughs) But it's just because it's, like, in the moment, that's what they want to do. Like, that's what they're into. And it was like, I said the same thing about Tyler. Like, he made his movies. But then during the pandemic, when he was getting sober, he learned to play the fiddle. And he was like, I'm just going to make an album of fiddle tunes now. And it's Mm -hmm. like... If you guys- Great. Just do, like, do, I want people to do yes. what they want, like, what they want and what they're feeling and, mm-hmm. like, what, like, your your art should be a reflection of yourself. That's literally the whole point. And <laughs> so, therefore, it should reflect where you are in right, the moment. Right, If you guys could see the, like, list of, like, ideas that I have, some more developed than others, how weird and different they all are from each other. Yeah. But that's just, like, I just have a lot of different interests and a lot of different things I want to do and say. Yeah. And, and I'm sure I'll have more that are even more, like, what? Like, but this also gets back to the classic that we've talked about before and that I always think about when we have this conversation is, with, or when I have this conversation with anyone, which is that people should be allowed to make whatever they want. And yeah. so if that also means that they kind of make the same thing. Well, some say that you make the same movie over and over again. And that's true. And I, I, we think about our, I just always think about our classic example of the, the Sofia Coppola example of Mm -hmm. she's a rich white lady and she makes movies about white ladies. And that's fine. You're right. And it is fine. But I just read, I finished reading the book that is behind you under the tape dispenser. Sofia Coppola, uh, on the top. Oh, that one. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what the subtitle is exactly. Um, something about visual pleasure. 
the politics of visual the pleasure. politics of visual pleasure. And it's like a big thing with her work. She does make movies about rich white ladies, but there's a reason. It's because what she's looking at with her work is the image, the surface image. People right. always say her work is like all, you know, style, no substance, but it's actually the substance comes from the fact that it is style. Yeah. I like, mean, that's like, that's what the virgin suicides is. Yeah. Like right? she's like, it's saying... like these women are subs like they are, they are not like they feel they have no substance. Yes. Right. They feel they are only beauty and that's it. And so they like, fucking, and they, and they say, and she, in her, in her essay, she's like these women, these young girls are not women. They're girls. Yeah. They know what's going to happen when they become women. And yeah. so they basically say we opt out. Correct. We're done. We don't, we have no interest and we're not going to explain ourselves. Right. And so the, that's why the frame narrative is like the men looking back and being like, we'll never know what happened. It's like, yeah, they put a curse on you basically to never know what happened. Like they didn't want you to know. Yeah. Like. And it's like so great. And she talks about like Marie Antoinette was one that I read. And then I watched Marie Antoinette and I was like, wow, like this, this Sophia Coppola, the politics of visual pleasure is by Anna Backman Rogers. And I can't recommend it enough. It is academic. Oh, I will say. Our listeners, they can handle it. You guys can handle it. <laughs> but in, in Marie Antoinette, she talks about how, like, Marie Antoinette, the character, it, like, the the movie is basically saying that she, like, people are like, oh, Marie, when Marie Antoinette came out, people were so critical of how it was just like, they were like, oh, it's a little, it's a little cake. Of a yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Always. And, and that's intentional because she was saying that the way women were treated, especially Marie Antoinette, but all women of that time and women forever have been treated is as a little cake. Right. That we, we get passed around by the men as a little symbol, basically as commerce yeah. to be used, to be, you know, used as a, like for breeding, basically. A little, a little treat for the men, if you will. And then you're done. Men can have a little Consumed. women as a treat. Yeah, men can have a little women. <laughs> men can have little of women as a treat. But like, you know, she she is literally like a like she is the same as all the cakes and all of the dresses that she's that she's right. And and, and so and she knows that and that's what like the interior struggle is of the movie of her being like, well, if I'm just going to be just some like object, then I might as well have a little fun. Right. And like, fuck who I want and, and do whatever I want. And it doesn't, it obviously backfires on her, but like, that's the point. And like, she then juxtaposes that with the bling ring. And she's like, the bling ring is, you know, I love the, they're so, our listeners know I love the bling ring. (laughs) Bling ring is so good, but she's basically, the bling ring takes this to its current logic, like the current conclusion that we're at now, which is these young people commodifying themselves. Correct. They are treating themselves as something to be purchased. Right. And it's like, oh, it's a great book. It's so good. Love Sofia Coppola. Love Anna Backman Rogers. And, you know, yeah, they're, I mean, they're treating themselves as something to be purchased, but they're also, they also cannot fathom getting any sort of life experience out of anything other than a consumed good. Like, and the reason that they can't find enjoyment out of anything else is because like you said, we, we have reached our logical end Mm -hmm. to where the only way that they can feel something is by feeling like they are consuming before being consumed. Like, like, 
And even being consumed, there is also, I think, a feeling of like people are looking at me. People right. are very true thinking about me. Yeah, you know, like the like I, I could lead a country one day for all I know. Yeah, <laughs> Emma Watson in that movie. We could talk about Emma Watson. Listen, Queen, Queen. I get it. There are certain actors. There are certain actors that can. I agree, they're only good at playing certain types of things. But because Emma Watson is so good at only playing certain types of things, that's why she was so good in the bling ring, because it was like, she took that and she used it. And she used her, like, her stereotype and her image, mm -hmm. and she got underneath it and, yes. like, oh, and, God, and so flipped it on its head, and it was so good. <laughs> So Tarantino is doing a secret screening at Con and he uh I think next week and nobody knows what it is, but he said it had rockabilly vibes. I personally believe that it is Priscilla, the new Sophia Coppola movie by Priscilla. Oh yeah. It could be well, I don't know. You think that, that that quickly? They're done filming it. They're done already? Oh yeah. They've been done. Damn, I thought that was just announced last summer. They got that done quick. They I think they announced it right before they started filming. Oh, okay. So they that's that's my guess, because if you look at her Instagram she, like, has posted... The fact that Sofia Coppola is on Instagram has <laughs> changed my life forever and makes me so happy. Um, her and, and Terrence Davies. <laughs> Terrence Davies is, like, such a cute old man, but, like... Um, she was posting, like, stuff from the set of uh, Priscilla. Interesting. And then she, like, stopped, like, a while ago. Yeah, on December 15th, she said, had a great shoot with Kaylee Spaney and Jacob Elordi. Hmm, so, okay. I don't know if, what that... If that Jacob Elordi a, does... He, does he, doesn't he have, like, two movies at, at Con right now? He has at least one. I don't know if he has two. I think he has two. Jacob Elordi. Let's find out. Which is... He's really popping off. He is popping off. A little Euphoria. Mm -hmm. I've never even seen him. Because I've never watched Euphoria, so I've never don't even do, seen him act. Don't do it. No, I'm not going to watch Euphoria. <laughs> Um, no, he just has one at con, but he's, he's got, um, so he's got this one, the sweet East at con with like Talia Ryder, which yeah, I'm very yeah. interested in, but then he's got a movie that's in Priscilla is in Okay. But apparently Priscilla is in post-production. Post-production. Okay. But then he's got this other one, Saltburn, which is Emerald Fennel's. That's what, that's what I was thinking. And, yeah. uh, it's said to be inspired by talented Mr. Ripley. It all comes full circle. It really does. And that makes me even more excited. Oh my god, it's Jacob Elordi and Barry Keoghan. Oh my. Ugh. Oh. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, I already know. My weird, weird boy. You're weird. <laughs> He's so weird. Weird little prince. He's so good yes. at playing weird little guys. Yes. <laughs> he is good at playing weird little guys. He's so good at playing weird little guys. Yeah. When I, I, I fell in love with him as an actor in uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, I was like, whoa. I was like, this guy is fucked up. <laughs> I never saw Killing of a Sacred Deer because I was too scared. Um, it's honestly, it's honestly pretty, it's it's pretty creepy. Yeah. It's pretty creepy. And he's, he's a big part of why it's so fucking creepy. And I'm like, God, this guy. Honestly, when he was in um, American Animals. Yeah, Ameri I was like, in American Animals. Yeah. This guy, he's got some, he's got it. You can just tell. I know. I think about American Animals sometimes. Well, I think about American Animals 
because Irene's aunt works there. She works at the Transy Library. Interesting. She wasn't there at the time. Right. But I think about American Animals whenever I go into my therapist's office because she has a poster. <laughs> Of American animals. Not of American. She has like an she has like an art poster. She has a um she has it's like an art poster and it's like one of the Ottoman drawings. It's like one oh. of the Ottoman drawings and then it says American animals. Oh, and so it's funny. so it's like an art poster for the movie. And at first when I first saw it, I was like, is this what I think it is? <laughs> I love my fair therapist. Yes. Shout out Julie. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff coming soon. It's just taking some time. We haven't even talked about the. We have a. We have a. We have a new Todd Haynes. Oh my! We God. have a new Alexander Payne. <laughs> What's that one? Uh, the holdovers. It's the one with Paul Giamatti trying to get his Oscar from when he didn't get it for Sideways. I'm about this one. We've got a new Nicole Holoff Center. <clears throat> oh God! Very yes, soon. I'm very excited about the new. I'm Nicole really Holoff excited Center. about that one. Obviously, um, new Paul Schrader. It's out now. Not here, but soon, yep. hopefully. Um, can't wait to see that one, because I love love him. Like, like people are all angry about the four and a half hour uh, Steve McQueen uh, Holocaust documentary. Yeah. Imagine being like, mad about that. Let Steve McQueen make his long movies. Who's he hurting? You people. Small Axe. hear it. Small Axe was so fucking good. I don't know, like, why? Don't, like. Nobody gives Steve McQueen his due. Nobody, I know. No, I know. People, I know. People will criticize him and they won't even fucking watch Small Axe. I know. I know. And I'm like, what do you mean you won't watch? It's like, it's like, it's like a, only a total of like eight fucking hours. And it's not like you have to, it's a show, people. They'll be, but they'll watch eight hours of a show. Yeah. I, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out. Um, the one fucking Small Axe is so good. I mean, they're all, they're all pretty good, but the one is so one good. The, uh, I'm thinking of the, uh, the one that, um, Letitia Wright is in. The, uh, Oh, um, the, about the, the cafe. Yeah. Fuck. And like the, and the protests. <laughs> right. I can't remember the name of it. I, my, my favorite one is Lover's Rock, but. Yeah. Lover's Rock is really good. It's really good. Small Lover's Rock's also the shortest one. So if you just want to go watch. Yeah, Lover's Rock is so good. It's like 70 minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. It's really short. Letitia. Right. Spelled Letitia wrong. And that's why I'm like, I think Letitia's a really good actress. I think she is too. Mangrove. Mangrove. Yeah, Mangrove. Mangrove. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, Bad Education was also a good one. Mm. I think that's what it's called. Is that is that what it's called? Are there three movies called Bad Education? There's probably more than there that. There probably too. are more than that. At least one of them's technically in Spanish. <laughs> Maybe it's just called Education. Education, yeah, okay, okay. That could be. Education. Yeah, it's just called Education. Not to be confused <laughs> with an education. <laughs> There's too many. Not to be confused with the miseducation of Cameron Pose. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, so we've gotten the educations in, we've gotten the heavens in. <laughs> yes, yes. Just working our way down there. Yes. Um, but yeah. And then the Starling Girl comes out, comes to Baxter really soon, and I really want to mm. see that one because it was filmed in Kentucky. Nice. And I know people who worked on it because of Wildcat. Oh. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the premiere of everybody, uh, everybody, all of our out-of-state listeners whom, whom I know there are many there are <laughs> be, be saying there are many no yeah. i'm uh, uh i'll tell you exactly how many there are we were not invited 
to the premiere of yeah. White Men Can't Jump. What the hell? But it's okay. We forgive Jack Harlow. We forgive you, Jack. Just we forgive Jack. Yeah, do better next time. Um, and I did watch the original White Men Can't Jump just because I was looking for a, a silly movie one night. Let me tell you, it's not great. <laughs> Listen, 4% of our listeners are in the UK. All right. That one person out there in the UK who's <laughs> listening. We were not invited. <laughs> but the premiere was here and it is now streaming on Hulu. So, so the way that the Spotify for Podcasters app tells you, like, the audience size is only based on the last seven days. So just an audience size of one. <laughs> Which is very funny, but that's not the case. No. We have more than one listener. I it's hope. you and someone else. I'm like, listening. Yeah. <laughs> we have 30 Spotify followers. Excellent. So we love you all. We thank you all. We love everyone. Every day in our hearts. Like us and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> this Negroni is hitting me, dude. But no, really. Please do. Like us yeah, and rate no, us yeah, on, really. on your favorite podcast yes. app. Yes. Um, But... Lots of good stuff's coming out. Um, we've been going for an hour. Do you want to like wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll definitely see some some more movies. More, more things are coming out now, so I'm really excited about that. Um, oh, I tried to watch Of an Age. Mm. I had to turn it off. Oh, no. Every single shot was in close-up. Oh, God. Why? I don't know. And it really you know was what that like, is? That's I a can't... succession effect. Succession at least has medium close-ups. Succession is very good at it. Yeah. I just I just meant it's a succession effect. Like succession is filmed in a style that is incredibly unique and incredibly good. Yeah, I mean you like, couldn't and people yeah, people want to copy it and you just can't. But that's what I'm like saying. Those, like that's the succession effect of all of the clo- the camera crew all of the constant mo- close-ups so but like movements on yeah. the close-ups. No, like like this of an age is about it's an Australian movie about um a young guy i think he's like 18 and he like falls for his best friend's older brother and it's like the director said it was inspired by like the before movies and i'm like okay well then you need to pull the camera out so both of the people are in the shot like the before like, movies. the before movies do not have that many close-ups in them they actually don't. The like the vast as, majority have them both in the I'm shot like as a percentage of the shot yeah like of the of the shots because so much, like, in a shot, like, they're sitting next to each other. I mean, I think of the classic. They're sitting next to each other in the taxi cab. And Ethan Hawke is looking away. There's a lot of mediums. And Julie, Julie, like, reaches for him and then pulls back. Like, yeah, there's a lot of mediums because a lot is going on there. But, like, you every- want to be as close to them as you can, but you want to... Yeah, you but wanna... they're like they're in a car for, like, an extended scene. Like, yeah. 20 minutes. Maybe not 20 minutes. A long scene in of an age. But they were never, ever in the shot together. It was always close-up of him, close-up of him, close-up of him, close-up of him. I want to see them talk to each other. Wasn't that... Didn't you also see that argument in that uh, bad... Whatever the the bad uh, Chris uh, Evans and Anna DeArmas movie was that basically, like, they could have just... They could have basically filmed that movie not together. They did, I like, thought. They, they, a lot of it was some, on the green screen. Some of whatever. it was, like, they yeah. weren't together. But like, put them in the shot together. My God. It's It's... I don't understand it. There is a plethora of bad. Uh, I don't want to say just bad movies, but there's like there's there's a plethora of bad like uh, cinematography. Yeah. In this age of streaming, and I feel like people have gotten used to bad cinemat- bad cinematography and bad editing. Mm-hmm. 
And now they, like, are just accept it as fact. They never will. They never will. And I'm also, like, saying that's fucking true of fucking Marvel. Sorry, it is. Mm -hmm. Cinematography's bad. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily bad. It's mediocre. It's because so much of it is CGI, and they think that they can, like, fix it, and then they find that they can't, because that's not how it works. Like, you can't make a shot framed in a completely different way than the way it was framed when you filmed it. Like, it's not how it works. You capture what you capture. And every time I, like, I saw a great, a great Twitter thread on this of, like, of, you know, CGI and, like, how people, people going too far to to the extreme of being, like, we need to just go all the way back to just, like, all practicals, blah, blah, blah. And they were, like, they used Mad Max Fury Road and they were, like, Mad Max Fury Road is a great fucking movie and it is a great use of CGI. They were, like, it is, they were, like, they did the practical stunts to the best of their ability, and then they added in effects afterwards, and that's why it's so good, because mm-hmm. the the presence of some practical yes. lends credence to the effects. 100%. And it's like all those, when you're watching Mad Max, sure you're at that fucking dust storm they're in, that's not real, like, that's all added in, in right. post, in with VFX, but because they were driving through the desert and they did kick up some real dust, like, that's what makes it yes. work. So it's not that we don't need effects. VFX is a fabulous tool because right. it can also really help, like, with getting... Like, you don't have to be crazy about, you know, reflections or things. Right, exactly. And you don't have to do dangerous things that put anybody in jeopardy. Exactly. And that's great, you know. I think that that's a huge pro. Like, anything that keeps everybody safer and gets people home sooner Absolutely. But, yeah, it's like... You just film somebody on a green screen and the lighting doesn't even fucking match the thing Right, exactly. Like, what? It's like... It's... And this is what I like... I know we said we were going to wrap up and here we are, but, uh, like, I mean, I, I just keep seeing the fucking Little Mermaid trailer and I'm like, this looks like shit. It looks like shit. It I wish, looks like fucking shit. if we had gotten our Sophia Coppola Little Mermaid instead? It looks like shit. And I'm like, and then you know why? It's because Disney spent two fucking dollars mm-hmm. on the FX. Mm-hmm. That's why. They spent no money on it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I'll just watch the lore instead of that. Yep. It's unfortunate. Anyways. Also not, because, like, just leave the animated movies alone. FX workers unionize. Yes. Speaking of unions, we support unions. We support the WGA. I really hope that SAG votes to strike, because they... They're going to vote to... They were supposed to vote to authorize a strike, which doesn't yes. mean that they were going to strike. But I kind of hope that they do strike. But they might. Because the... Okay, and here's another thing. Fran, know- Fran Drescher <clears throat> said, we'll strike. So... I know that... Yeah, we did say we were going to wrap up, but My I just want to say, for the record... Fuck AI. Yeah. Fuck AI. Well, first of all, first of all, it's not actually AI. It's machine learning. And I hate that they've rebranded it as AI because it's not. It's machine learning. It is machine learning. But like you cannot make art. Machine a machine learning cannot make art. It can help. Potentially, maybe we'll see. Correct. But it cannot do it alone. It That's cannot, what I'm saying. I'm like, cannot. I mean, I don't disagree with you <clears throat> about fuck it, but I'm like, it's not going anywhere. It's not it's going to stay. Yeah. So the writers need to have control. They need to have control. Like hundred percent. The writers need to have control. The actors That's do too. The, Did you see that Ryan Reynolds thing? Yeah, yeah. The actors, every the art. Let's say the artists need to have control. The artists need to have control. Not the people with the not money. the people with the money. No, 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 no. People, yeah. No. This is what I hate. Producers get a bad rep. 
Because there are different kinds of producers. There are different kinds of producers, 100%. There are, pro- there are the producers who are the money people from the studio. Mm-hmm. And those are much different from the producers who were on the set every day. Yes, like, <laughs> they are. And they get credited generally, generally, as the same producer, uh, depending on the level yes. of your involvement. Yes. Um. Yes. Yes. Um, it's just like, one thing about m- the machine learning stuff, though, in ChatGPT... I advise anybody who is not sure to look into how much uh, energy and water usage it oh, takes yeah. to mm. make any of those little yep. images. And just think about that. That's that. Also, while you're at it, just look up how much energy uh, it takes uh, to have Bitcoin yeah. going mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's, it's not, not great. Um, for me, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm never going to use AI. I have already used it. I, for at me, my, at my job. But, well, but your job's a little bit different. Yeah. For me, it's just not useful. Like, no, why would I do of that? Of course. Yeah. Why like, would you do that? Yeah. I use it to do things I don't want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so most of the things you do, you want to I do. I want to do <laughs> them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But like, if you don't want to write your screenplay, maybe you shouldn't be writing maybe you screenplays. Maybe write the fucking screenplay. Like, or, or being a director or acting. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. You know, those are so specific things. Like, I But I did see it. the things about like the casting calls that they're trying to do for basically like ai i don't know what you're talking about there was like several casting calls going around or at least two that i saw that uh actors were posting that they got from sag that were like um basically like the posting was like looking for the you know whatever um it said to basically do like screen testing i see to basically like essentially create a catalog yeah of um acting mm-hmm. is it ba- like mm-hmm. is close enough or like create something i'm sure eventually it would lead to to a full catalog but i'm sure mm-hmm. the specific ones were like oh we just want to call you in and well it's probably for commercials yeah at first yeah because it's like much cheaper for uh for businesses if they can just uh you know call five different people in one time and then use it forever wants to watch a commercial with a weird AI person in it, though? Know. Not me. And then we'll have to... Next time, we'll have to get into the de-aging of it all with, oh, with Indiana Jones. I'm a huge Luddite, and people just need to, like, know that and accept it about me, so... Yeah. I didn't used to be, but I am now. I am not entirely a Luddite, but I do... I am a extremely anti, uh, like, social media. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not necessarily anti-technology, but I am anti uh, uh, this sharing of ideas. I'm on... anti-exploitation via technology, yeah. which I think is the Luddite's main thing. You know, yeah. that was. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I just, yeah, had to go on the record and say, if you're like a huge stan of AI, like we're just not on the same page. And I just need you to know that. Yep. Just like listeners, like. It's the same with, like, Marvel. If you're a huge Marvel stan, we're just not on the same page. You should just probably not listen. Yeah. We're out here talking about certain women, okay? Like, that's just not what this is. It's like when Maddie told me that uh, I would have difficulty in childbirth, so best to avoid altogether. Why did I tell you? Because you're reading my palm. palm. I read your palm, yeah. But I'm like, same thing. You'll have difficulty listening, so best just (laughs) to to avoid avoid altogether. altogether. And Godspeed on your journey. Go see a movie, I guess. Go see Master Gardener. Yeah, there we go. Go see Book Club 2 like me (laughs) next week. Yes. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at SmartestPPLPod. 
Smartest People Pod. And you can get in touch with us at smartestpeoplepod at gmail.com. Please subscribe in whatever podcast app you like, and please tell a friend. Our theme music and interstitial music is by Scott Boyce, and he can be found on Instagram as at Scoogle, S-C-0-0-G-L-E. This is Maddie Weiner. This is Rachel Casey. Reminding you that we're the smartest people in the room. And go to the movies. Go to the theater. must be nice to always believe you know better, to always think you're the smartest person in the room.